This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. The Holy Rebbe, the Heliger, Rebbe Yachmiel, was the son of Rebbe Yaakov Yitzchak, also known as the Yid Kadosh, the Holy Jew. And he had many Hasidim, who would come and spend every Shabbos and Yom Tov with him. Now, Rabbi Yachmiel himself was very poor, and he couldn't pay for all the food. And most of his Hasidim were also poor. They couldn't afford to help either. But luckily, there was one Hasid who was really, really wealthy. And this one Yidale covered almost all of the expenses for Shabbos and supported the entire court of the Rebbe. And then one day, this Hasid's luck changed. He started losing a little bit of money, and then suddenly, he lost almost all of his money, and he could barely afford food for himself, and he could no longer help the Rebbe. Now, it's hard to be poor, but when you're used to living like a rich person, and you lose everything, it's even harder. And the worst thing is that people who you thought were your friends when you were wealthy, when you don't have money, a lot of them, they're not your friends anymore. And so overnight, people who this Yidle had known his whole life, and had been such good friends to him, now they wouldn't even give him the time of day and his heart was mamish broken. His wife tried to cheer him up. She said to him, Why don't you go spend Shabbos with Rabbi Achmiel? You know, no matter what, he'll always be your friend. It has nothing to do with money for him. He'll be glad to see you, and you'll sit in your regular place, in your place of honor next to the Rebbe, and you'll see it'll make you feel better. And this year lady said, Yeah, you know what? She's right. He was feeling very hurt and sad, and it would probably help him if he was appreciated for something other than the wealth. So the next Shabbos, he went to his Rebbe, and he was sure that Rebbe Yochmiel would welcome him with open arms. And he'd say, Rebbe Vremele, I'm so happy to see you, and I'm so sorry about what happened about you losing all your money. What can I do to help you? But Gavant was he wrong. When he finally got to the Rebbe, the Rebbe acted as if he didn't see Rebbe Vremele. Not only that, none of the Hasidim would even say hello to him. And here this Jew is thinking to himself, I gave hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of rubles to Rabbi Yochmiel to pay for Shabbos. And now everyone's ignoring him and people are pretending like they don't even recognize him. If Rabbi couldn't believe what was going on here. What happened to these people? Don't they have any gratitude for all he'd done for them over the years? Even if now he can't do anything about it? All Friday night, poor Rabbi was completely ignored. Forget about sitting next to the Rebbe. He didn't even get a piece of challah from the Rebbe's table. And if Rabbi He was so depressed. He looked around and he said, you know, I've supported these people for all these years. I've taken care of them so they could study Torah. And now they're behaving like I don't even exist. Even the Rebbe. I mean, what kind of Rebbe is this? Rebbe Rachmiel, behaving this way. And he and his followers rejecting me just because I don't have any money left. And if Rebbe thinks to himself, wow, I was such a fool. I really believed that Rebbe Rachmiel was the holiest of the holy. But now I see all he cares about is, is money. He doesn't know anything. And Rebbe Vremele wanted to go straight up to the Rebbe and tell him what he was thinking. But it was still Shabbos. And if Remele knew, this is not the place for anger on, on Shabbos. So he decided that first thing Sunday morning, he was going straight to the Rebbe to tell him to his face that he was the biggest faker in the whole world. And early Sunday morning, Rebbe Vremele appears at Rebbe Achmiel's door. And he says to the Gabbai, I want to see the Rebbe. 
The Gabbai didn't even look up. Go stand in line with the rest of the schleppers. What do you think? We do favors for people here? And for Avremele, this was such a big chutzpah. Because he'd given the money. The money went into the hand of the Gabbai. And when he did that, the Gabbai never made him wait to see the Rebbe. He was so disgusted, he just wanted to walk out and go home. But he had things to say to the Rebbe. And for that, it was worth waiting in line. So what was he going to do? He goes in the line to the schleppers, and he waits with everyone else. But there were so many people, and the line was moving so slowly. And the crowded hallway was suffocating, and he couldn't breathe. After an hour, it felt like he'd only move forward an inch. He really didn't have the strength for this. After another half an hour, that's it, he'd had enough. He walked out, and he thought to himself, I'll wait for the Rebbe to come outside. At least when I'm outside, I'll be able to breathe. And so Avremele paced back and forth in front of Rabbi Achmiel's house for another few hours, practicing exactly what he was going to say to the Rebbe, giving him a piece of his mind. And when finally the Rebbe came out, all of Rabbi Avremele's anger disappeared and turned into pain. And all he could do was call out, Rebbe, please, please, Rebbe, you have to help me. But Rabbi Achmiel, he didn't even look over at Avremele. He reached into his pocket and took out a few coins. And without even looking at Avremele in his face, counted out 14 pennies and dropped it into Avremele's hand. And then without a word, he turned around and walked away. Avremele had never been so humiliated in his whole life. He thinks to himself, 14 pennies? You know, when I had money, I would never imagine to give 14 pennies to a poor person. It's a busha. It's an embarrassment. Why would I do that to somebody? It's so little money you can't buy anything for 14 pennies. And it made Avremele feel like he was really worthless. He was completely at his end. And he ran away from Rabbi Achmiel's house to the nearest forest. He found a rock and sat down, and he broke down crying. Oi, master of the universe, what's happening to me? First I lost all my money, then all my friends. The Hasidim are not giving me any respect. And now my Rebbe? Ay, Shem, who can I trust? I believe so much in these people, but they all let me down. And you, Hashem, after everything that's happened, can I even have faith in you? He started crying from the deepest depths of his broken heart. And then all of a sudden, he feels a tap on his shoulder. He looks around, and he sees his little Polish boy standing next to him. And the boy said to him in, in Polish, Hey, mister, I'm selling these packages. Each one costs a penny. Do you want to buy them? Vremele almost laughed. Here he was, mamish at the lowest point of his life. And here's this little Polish kid trying to sell him some garbage. No thanks, he said, and tried to turn away. But the boy started pulling on his arm. Please, mister, I have to sell these packages. I need to sell them, please. So Vremele thinks, okay, maybe I can get rid of this annoying kid. So he takes out the Rebbe's humiliating money. And at the same time, he says, okay, I'll buy the packages, but all I have is 14 pennies. And he figured the kid would just turn around and walk away because it's so little money. But the kid looks at Vremele. He said, well, I have 14 packages, and they're a penny apiece. So, 14 pennies, that's exactly what I need. Then Avramala catches himself, and he says, wait a minute, 14 pennies, 14 packages, maybe something's happening here. So he drops the coins into the boy's hands, and he takes the packages. And the boy walks away, skipping and whistling, in a very good mood, happy with his deal. And as his hands start to rip open the packages, his hands are trembling. Gewalt, gewalt. Each one of them contained hundreds of ruble notes in each of the 14 envelopes. Avramele couldn't believe it. He had more money than he'd ever had in his entire life. And all of a sudden he understood. 
that his Rebbe gave him the 14 pennies for this very purpose. So even before he went home to celebrate with his wife, Vremele ran back to his Rebbe, Rebbe Rachmiel. Now this time everything was different. As soon as he got into the Rebbe's court, all of the Hasidim that he passed smiled at him and said, Shalom Aleichem. The Gabbai greeted him like a long-lost friend and didn't even ask him. He immediately brought him into the Rebbe's private room. And Rebbe Rachmiel, he threw his arms around Avremele and he said, Avremele, I'm so happy to see you. Rebbe, please, I can't take this anymore. What's going on here? You have to explain this to me. And Rebbe Rachmiel, he said, Baruch Hashem, thank God, now I can explain everything to you. Here's what happened. It was decreed in heaven that you would lose all of your money. And I saw it with my holy vision, and I tried to daven for you, but there was nothing I could do to help. I wasn't strong enough to open the gates for you, so I decided to go through the back door. The decree was only that you should be poor. There was nothing said about you losing your Rebbe. So I said to Hashem, This man is my dearest friend, my faithful chassid. I need him, and he mamish needs me. But I'm telling you, Hashem, I absolutely refuse to have him as my chassid if he's poor. And to show Hashem that I meant what I said, I forbade my Hasidim to spend any time with you, to look at you or even speak with you. I ordered the Gabai not to allow you to see me, as long as you had no money. And so, Avremele, I forced Hashem to cancel the decree and to put you back on your feet again. But it wasn't enough for me to daven. You had to daven as well. And all the time that you were poor, you never really found the place inside of yourself to say a sincere prayer, asking that Hashem restore your wealth. And when you went out into the forest, you were able to open the gates. And that's when the little Polish boy came and sent you the packages from heaven. So now that you're wealthy again, welcome back, Avramele. And believe me, you were never gone. We were just helping you to get what was waiting there for you all along. to thank the new supporters of this podcast, Ella Orevi-Greenberg, the Chesed family of Jerusalem, and the Smith family in Parkland, Florida. Thank you very much for your support, and to everyone who supports this podcast, please make sure to share it with your friends, leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to it, and you can become a supporter of this podcast as well by going to HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com.